What's going on, everyone? Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 94.9 HD, Channel 4, ESPNTucson.com, the ESPN Tucson mobile app, and, as always, the Spears and Ali podcast located on Apple, Spotify, and uh, we're also on Audible, too, for all you Amazon podcast listeners out there. Spears and Ali is everywhere, so please subscribe, rate, and review the Spears and Ali podcast today. And we got another full show today, and... Once again, we are chock full of guests today. At, coming up at 325, Brandon Lang, he is a sports gambling expert. And if you are familiar with sports gambling, you've probably heard of this guy's name. Brandon Lang is a longtime sports gambling expert. As a matter of fact, the movie uh, Two for the Money with, uh, I think, Matthew McConaughey was made after Brandon Lang. So Brandon Lang is uh, a is pretty big time when it comes to sports gambling. And he's in Phoenix for Super Bowl 57. And uh, we'll get his take on Super Bowl 57 predictions. If you're looking to make some money off this game, we got you covered. Brandon Lang, the expert, will be calling in from the Believe Podcast Network. And Brandon, if I'm not mistaken, has predicted 20 out of the last 25 Super Bowls correctly. So the man rarely misses, always has a good prediction. Maybe you listen up, you'll earn some money if you take his advice. And then uh, after Brandon Leg, uh, we'll hear from uh, Kathy Rice from the TMC Mega Raffle to share with you guys how you can win some big prizes and also help out your community to, uh, this year. And then later on, we'll discuss Tom Brady set to become a NFL broadcaster on Fox in 2024. And then uh, in the 4 o'clock hour, P.J. Brown Arizona Women's Basketball Insider will talk about the big game on Thursday between the Wildcats and the Stanford Cardinal. And since today is Top 5 Tuesday, Top 9 Tuesday, I'll do it for Andrew since he's not here. He's in Disneyland for the week saying hello to Mickey Mouse. Uh, We'll rank Top 5 Arizona Basketball Power Forwards. So Azulis Jabellis is really coming on the scene here over the last few weeks and has emerged as one of the top players, not only in the Pac-12, but in the country, period. And so it got to me thinking, uh, what is a, where does Azulis Tubelis rank among top power forwards in Arizona basketball history? So a lot of guys, a lot of versatile players have been a part of the Arizona basketball program. Where does Azulis Tubelis rank in that category? Who are top five Arizona power forwards of all time? Now, there are some... Some guys who didn't make the list because of the positions they actually played at the University of Arizona. I'm looking at a guy like Derek Williams. While Derek Williams, during his sophomore year, was one of the best players in college basketball, some would say he's a power forward. He was like 6'8", 6'9", could knock down three-pointers, could score at multiple levels. However, when he was at Arizona, he didn't play power forward. He played center. Jesse Perry, Jamel Horn... Those guys were Arizona's power forwards. So Derek Williams didn't make the cut. <clears throat> guys like Bob Elliott, if they they are truly power forwards, but they didn't play power forward at Arizona. Bob Elliott was mostly a center. I mean, 38 points and 25 rebounds in a game, that should get you on the list, but Bob Elliott played center. So this is going to get a little tricky here, and if you want to submit – your top five Arizona power forwards, you're more than welcome to call into the show, 719-1490, 719-1490, or you can tag me on Twitter, at Justin E. Sports. 
I put out a post. A lot of people have submitted their answers. And the one cool thing about Arizona basketball fans is that there are generations of them. So you get a, a mixed bag. You got some people saying, oh, you got to put Brian Williams in there. You got to put, you know, your players from the late 80s, early 90s. But then a lot of people who maybe are newer Arizona basketball fans are talking about Aaron Gordon, Lori Markkinen, those guys. So it's a really cool mixed bag of answers that we got on Twitter. You're more than welcome to share your answers with me at Justin E. Sports. And then in the 5 o'clock hour, uh, Brody Dryden, the son of Brian Jeffries, will be uh, joining us uh, to talk about Arizona basketball and uh, give us his thoughts as well on the current state of the team. I haven't talked to Brody in a little while, uh, so I'm I'm curious to see how he's doing. Uh, he used to be the, the, the voice of the Arizona women's basketball team. Um, now, I'm not sure what Brody's up to, but the dude has a silky, silky voice and is very objective, and I love his analysis, so I can't wait to get uh, Brody to come on the show in the 5 o'clock hour. All right, so, man, we got lots to discuss. As always, Spears and Ali, presented by Casino del Sol, the soul of Tucson, Tucson Federal Credit Union, and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Soul Sports, they're taking sports betting to a whole new level. You can bet on any pro football team against any team, no matter who they're scheduled to play with their new cross-game matchup. And it's only at Soul Sports at Casino del Sol, the soul of Tucson. All right, let's dive right into top three headlines heading into today. One. Okay, so Super Bowl Media Day was yesterday, and man, I don't, I don't know who credentials uh, some of these people, um, but it, it was a, a a bad Super Bowl Media Day. You got some people asking Nick Sirianni. This this is an actual statement or actual question. Somebody asked Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, is Sunday. A must-win game. You're asking the, the, the coach right before the Super Bowl, is Sunday a must-win game? Of course it is. It's the last game of the season. Of course it's a must-win game. Nobody's going to go into the Super Bowl and say, you know what, I actually wouldn't mind if we lose, if we lost. Because if we lost, that that makes us feeling pretty good about ourselves. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals did not feel good about themselves for making the Super Bowl. They wanted to win that thing last year. So, uh, I, I'm I'm not really sure who on earth is uh, giving, you know, some people credentials at Media Day. Um, another one, let's see, let, Brendan Deeg, the the guest that we had on the show yesterday, he put out a tweet uh, yesterday, pretty much highlighting the awful moments at Super Bowl Media Day. Um, another one asked, another reporter asked Nick Sirianni, uh, if <laughs> who wouldn't you? Or no, let's see here. Nick Sirianni was asked on uh, at Media Day who he wouldn't let his daughter date. Nick Sirianni's daughter is five years old. <laughs> like, why are we asking these type of questions at Super Bowl Media Day? I, I don't get it. Uh, one reporter went up to Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, and said, I got to admit, I didn't think the Eagles would get to the Super Bowl with you as their quarterback. Jalen then responded, you're not the only one. The reporter then says, so I just wanted to tell you, man-to-man, I'm sorry. Jalen Hurts' response, cool. Why are <laughs> Super Bowl Media Day should be all about fun questions. I love I love it when that uh, student reporter or that little kid reporter went up to Tom Brady and asked Tom Brady, hey, who's your biggest hero? You know, you're, you're my biggest hero. Who's your biggest hero? 
that that's super cool. And Tom Brady got emotional talking about, you know, my dad is my biggest hero. And so, like, stuff like that is cool. But when you have grown men attending this and they're saying, hey, by the way, Jalen Hurts, I thought you were a fraud. Turns out you're not. Sorry, man. And Jalen Hurts is like, okay, cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate you tell, telling me. But it was really cool to see uh, Super Bowl Media Day yesterday. Uh, obviously, the, the, the Kelsey bros is a big storyline for this week. And I, I found out, I was actually watching uh, New Heights, their, the Kelsey bros podcast. And I found out that uh, Travis Kelsey was named after a soap opera character that his mom found very attractive. She was just watching uh, a soap opera, or you know, some people call them tele- telenovelas. And uh, when Travis Kelsey's mom, Donna Kelsey, was watching the soap opera, she s- just had this big crush on a guy named Travis, and that's how Travis Kelsey got his name, Travis, which which I found really cool. But man, it was it was really cool to see Super Bowl Media Day yesterday. You know, the Kelsey Bros, Andy Reid is obviously a big storyline. He coached the Philadelphia Eagles and took them. Uh, to the Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens and all those guys. And now here he is coaching against them in Super Bowl 57 in Glendale. So it was a, it was really cool to see all of that going on. But, you know, it's not just Super Bowl media day that's uh, happening in the NFL. There's a, there's a lot of big things. Uh, coaching hires going on right now in the NFL. And um, Steve Wilkes, the former Carolina Panthers interim head coach, is going to the San Francisco 49ers as their defensive coordinator. So D'Amico Ryans took over as head coach of the Houston Texans, which I think is a great hire by Houston. And he coordinated one of, if not the top defense in the NFL this past season. And the linebacker play, the defensive line, that defense was tremendous for the 49ers this year. So D'Amico Ryans is now taking over for the Houston Texans. And the, the 49ers are were in the the running to uh, to get a defensive coordinator, and not only did they get a defensive coordinator, they got a pretty good one, and a guy who's pretty much like a head coach himself. Tamika Ryan's obviously worthy of being a head coach. That's why he's with the Houston Texans. Steve Wilkes has experience as a head coach, has experience leading some uh, pretty solid defenses as a coordinator. So I think that this is a home run hire for the San Francisco 49ers. And, uh, you know, you got Steve Wilkes taking over the defensive coordinator job with San Francisco. And then you got Brian Flores, who was a defensive assistant with the Pittsburgh Steelers this past year. He's now taking over the defensive coordinator job with the Minnesota Vikings. And so, no Brian Flores. Steve Wilkes is taking over the D.C. And meanwhile, you got the Arizona Cardinals still trying to find a head coach. And the list is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And I'm not really sure where the Arizona Cardinals turn to. I'm not sure why a lot of these head coaches are not seriously considering the job. I don't know if the Cardinals are even offering the job to, you know, guys like um, uh, like Brian Flores. I'm not sure where they're at right now. But I do find it very concerning that guys that you're hearing about getting second and third interviews with the Cardinals, they're taking other jobs as a defensive coordinator, they're not taking other head coaching jobs. They're taking other coordinator jobs, and they don't want to mess with the Arizona Cardinals. Is it Kyler Murray? Is it ownership? I don't. I don't really know why the Arizona Cardinals have a bad. I mean, I can kind of guess why they have a bad reputation, but man, it's just 
it's really concerning. And if I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan, I'm a little worried about what the Cardinals are doing right now in regards to the head coaching search. You have all this hoopla around you at the Super Bowl, and you're trying to find a, a head coach, and it seems like you're not getting any love. So uh, we'll have more updates on the Arizona Car- Cardinals coaching search throughout the week. Let's see if they do hire a coach before Super Bowl Sunday. I'm not banking on it, but uh, we'll, we'll find out. Um, all right, some other NFL news here. Nope. All right, let's go to headline number two. 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 Oh, our, our other he- NFL headline was Sean Payton saying, Russell Wilson, you can't have personal trainers in the building. So Apparently that was a, a thing this past year is that Russell Wilson had – personal quarterback coaches, had personal trainers constantly coming in and out of the building. We heard about him having his own office. And apparently that like that ruffled some feathers. Like, oh, Russell Wilson, he has his own office. This guy is being treated like a like a king compared to some of the other players. Well, yeah, he's the franchise quarterback. When you invest a quarter of a billion dollars into a dude, yeah, you got to accommodate him and give him everything that he pretty much needs uh, to be successful. Now, the, the Denver Broncos are holding up their end of the bargain. Russell Wilson hasn't been holding up his end of the bargain. Uh, but, yes, Sean Payton, during his media availability today, said, uh, yeah, no uh, no trainers, no quarterbacks. Uh, that's never happened under my watch, and uh, that won't be happening here. So I think uh, Russell Wilson's quarterback coach and trainer, I think they're going to be very disappointed tomorrow when their key fob doesn't work at the Broncos facility. Uh, but that's not our, our second headline for today. Our second headline for today is Zulus Tubelis. This this one kind of slipped under the cracks yesterday. We uh, briefly talked about it. But Arizona power forward Azulus Tubelis was named Pac-12 Player of the Week for the second time this season. Uh, no surprise, Azulus Tubelis put up 40 points against the Oregon Ducks. That's the first time any Wildcat has scored 40 points since Damon Stoudemire in 1995. And it's the first time any Arizona player has scored 40 points in McHale Center since Khalid Reeves did it against Michigan and their Fab Five in 1993. And as Luz at the rate that he was going, he could have put up 50. I mean, he didn't score his first basket until like five minutes into the game and then went the last six minutes really only scoring two points. Didn't really score much on the, the bookends of Arizona's win over Oregon. But at the pace that he was scoring, the man could have easily dropped 50 points. And then to follow it up, he put up 19 against Oregon State. You do the math, 29.5 points per game in two games. That's going to get you Pac-12 Player of the Week. And I also think that it should bump him up in the National Player of the Year conversation. And it's what's funny is uh, a lot of the the national media guys – are starting to feel Arizona's frustration in terms of not giving them any love. Because uh, Seth Greenberg today had a very spicy tweet uh, about Arizona basketball fans, and uh, it pissed off a lot of people. Like Seth Greenberg, if you go to his Twitter account and see um, his tweet about Arizona basketball, it you look at the quote tweets, you look at the comments, and Arizona basketball fans are getting after him. Uh, the tweet here is, quote, for the small-minded, self-absorbed Arizona basketball trolls, last week's Players of the Week all had a huge impact on their team's big wins and for JTT a return after a brutal injury. Sorry the world of college basketball is bigger than Arizona basketball. And, yeah, 
Seth, Seth, I think he provides great analysis on College Game Day. Um, I, I like listening to his podcast a lot, but I don't really think he understands what he did by putting out that tweet. Because one thing about Arizona basketball fans is that you don't talk about the Wildcats in that manner. They will get after you. They will get after you. I've seen it over and over again. Arizona basketball fans are some of the most passionate, rabid fans in college basketball. And when you show any sign of disrespect, they're going to get after you. And uh, Seth Greenberg is experiencing that right now on Twitter. But Arizona basketball, they're rocking and rolling right now. And now they got a Bay Area trip. They take on Cal. It's a late one on Thursday, 9 p.m. tip-off on Thursday in Berkeley. It's going to be a late one, but we talked about Azulis Tubelis being a great player. Remember last year, Umar Balo kind of had a coming-out party against the Bay Area schools because Azulis Tubelis got injured. And so with Azulis Tubelis' injury, that allowed, obviously, Christian Coloco to play more minutes. Um, and Azulis Tubelis played a lot more minutes coming off the bench. And he put up double figures in both games. And showed everyone, hey, I'm here. And he that during that series, when Arizona played the Bay Area schools on the road, that was really where Umar Balo started to turn the corner. And this year, he's really made a lot of gains. All right, let's move to headline number three. 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 The Sacramento Kings have finalized a trade for Brooklyn Nets forward Kit. Esler Edwards. <laughs> a lot of people are wondering, like, what's going on with Kevin Durant? And I saw a tweet by Adrian Wojnarowski and Sham Sharania, both NBA insiders, and they tweeted out that the Sacramento Kings are in the running, or they're finalizing a trade deal to acquire Brooklyn Nets forward Kit Esler Edwards. So no Kevin Durant, no uh, no update on that end. And it's going to be pretty interesting tonight because we're hearing reports about Kevin Durant being linked to the Phoenix Suns. Could the Phoenix Suns possibly make a trade to get KD to the Valley? And we don't, we're not going to see uh, KD tonight when they take on the, the Phoenix Suns. But I don't know, man. It's uh, I'm, I'm wondering what the Phoenix Suns do. And I, I don't know if they have enough to give up for a guy like Kevin Durant. And honestly, I think the Brooklyn Nets probably just be like, you know what? No, you stay right here, KD. You're not going anywhere. You're under contract with us. You stay right here. So Phoenix Suns taking on the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Uh, we'll have coverage here on ESPN Tucson. Um, let's see here. That game's actually getting started at 5.30 p.m. You can watch it on TNT or listen here on ESPN Tucson. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to Brandon Lang, sports gambling expert from Believe Podcast. We're going to predict Super Bowl 57. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, and the Spears and Ali Podcast, Super Bowl 57 this Sunday. And let's get uh, some gambling advice from a gambling expert, Brandon Lang from the Believe Podcast Network. You've heard the you've heard this man's name many many times. It's his uh, I think his second or third time coming on the show. We, whenever we get this man on the show, we're always talking Super Bowl. And now that Super Bowl Fifty Seven is here, we got the man joining us here on ESPN Radio. Brandon, a pleasure having you on the show once again. How's it going, my man? What's up, boys and girls? <laughs> Absolutely. How's it? How's it like up there at Super Bowl Fifty Seven? What's the What's the atmosphere like? You know, it's it's it, it's cool. You know, it's it's two years after COVID and and Radio Row slowly building back up to where it was, and it's it's a it's an electric atmosphere. Um, 
But ironically enough, it seems each year there's less and less radio stations there and more podcasts and things of that nature. It's kind of kind of sad, actually, a couple of stations that I've done. This is my seventh, you know, seventh radio row, and it's just you know, these radio stations are going out of business, and it's kind of it's kind of sad. It doesn't have the same feel. The electricity's there that it's another Super Bowl and the teams, and everybody's hoping for a great game, but Radio Row is just a bit off yeah. each year that I've been going. It was Frisco, Houston, Minnesota, Atlanta, Miami, L.A. Here we are in Scottsdale, and then next year, my town, Las Vegas. And if you're coming to Vegas and you go hang with B. Lang, we're going to go Star Trek, boys. We're going to go Star Trek. We're going to go where no man has gone before. So we in my town next year, so it should be good. So let's say, uh, you know, myself and maybe Ollie Farhang decide to make a trip up to Vegas and hang out with Brandon Lang for a couple of days. What's What are we going to get into, Brandon? I got my five foot four Filipino point guard. Get your eleven assists in the first half. I got my five eleven Ukraine in the low post. You can't forget about my my, my my six foot one Brazilian. That's just so strong in the low post. And then my power forward. You always got to go with that five ten Latin. So my starting lineup is is ready. My my starting lineup. They, everybody's getting minutes next year in Vegas. Everybody gets minutes. Nobody's setting the bench. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying to hit up a buffet and maybe hit the blackjack tables, Brandon. I wasn't talking about that. Yeah. Listen, that's fine too. But listen, I go, my my my, my squad goes with me. So <laughs> my squad travels well. <laughs> Brandon Lang from the Believe Podcast Network joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Uh, so, you know, Brandon, you've been working for uh, Believe Network now for a few years. Uh, what can you tell us just about the work that you guys are doing up for Super Bowl Fifty Seven? That's great. Um, so many shows, so many athletes. Um, it's it's crazy as the guests they have lined up the next few days. Um, it's just you know you're building a brand and it's it's uh, you know you start from the ground floor and with where everything's going podcast and of course the, the TV show that's shown on Stadium is myself Cordell Stewart and Joe Cirillo breaking down games and we'll do the Super Bowl show uh, tomorrow. But it's just um, it's exciting with with the platform that we have and, and and how we're building. But the other thing is you know this is the Super Bowl. And I'm in my career of picking the Super Bowl. I'm 20 and five for my career. Think about this: I was 20 and three, and I was going for seven in a row when I dropped the Tampa Bay KC Super Bowl. And then last year, I came back with the Rams minus four, uh, the missed extra point, Beckham going down. Uh, it fell on three, so I've lost two in a row, and we're still 20 and five. So um, BrandonLang.com is where you can get the the Super Bowl, the prop bets, and everything like that. But this is this is a tough one. This is a tough one because these teams are evenly matched. And, of course, you got the Mahomes factor, the inexperience of Jalen Hurts, the, the experience of Andy Reid as a head coach, Nick Sirianno, the inexperience in the Super Bowl. So this has been a tough one to break down. I, I went to bed last night, and I was leaning towards Kansas City. And I get up this morning, and I'm like, man, Philly's offensive line is really good. Their defensive line is really good. I don't know how you go against that. And then as the day go by, you just – Everybody talking about Mahomes is going to no look this pass and throw it through his leg, snap it out of his butt. I mean, just the the hype of Mahomes. It's it's really a pretty equal Super Bowl. 
Brandon Lang from Believe Network joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. We mentioned, or you mentioned, I should say, the the quarterback matchup. You got Jalen Hurts, who was this this quarterback taken, I believe, in the second round out of Oklahoma, was a star in college, but when he took over as franchise quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, not a lot of people had expectations that he would lead them to the Super Bowl. And then you got the Mahomes magic, like you said, the trajectory of his career is on pace to be kind of in that same category as Tom Brady. So, you know, what do you think just about these two quarterbacks meeting up against each other? You know, with that being said, Mahomes is kind of fugazi. He's a fugazi because he's not had to play one road playoff game. He's had home field advantage for his entire career. And then if you look at his two Super Bowl performances, he didn't play well for three and a half quarters against the Niners. And they're literally two Chris Jones tipped deflected passes on consecutive possessions for not winning that Super Bowl. And then he didn't play well for the whole four quarters against Tampa Bay. So in eight Super Bowl quarters, he's played pretty bad in seven and a half of those. And so people are anointing this kid as a second coming. He's not He's not gone into that game and, and wowed us like he does in the regular season. Conversely, here's Jalen Hurts, who this year is 9-0 and against winning teams. Yeah, 9-0. and the only game he lost was to a losing team, Washington, on Monday night. And coincidentally, that is the only game this year that Jalen Hurts had more than one turnover. Yeah. He had two in that game. The Eagles turned it over three times total in that game, and they got beat. Other than that, Jalen Hurts, as a starting quarterback in the NFL this year, 16-1, and trying to tie Joe Montana at 17-1, and most victories in a season by quarterback, in the uh, NFC, trying to match Joe Montana, 17-1. Brady went 18-1, and um, but at the end of the day, we got him trying to tie Joe Montana. So, again, if, if, but I just said this. If Jalen Hurts plays a clean game and doesn't turn it over, Kansas City can't beat Philadelphia. Mm. But that's a big if, boys. Yeah. That's a big if with the pressure of what the Super Bowl is. Absolutely. So I know you have a bunch of your prop bets at brandonlake.com. You could check out all the Super Bowl prop bets there. But uh, where do you stand on Gatorade color? Because that seems to be a trending prop bet for the Super Bowl every single year. So what do you feel about Gatorade color this year? Yellow. Yellow? Yellow. I'm all over yellow. I've handicapped it. I've talked to the Gatorade guys on both squads. b Lang, the inside information. We're going to yellow. Um I do like the coin toss details. By the way, speaking of the coin toss, and I do like tails. Yeah. Are you ready for this? According to the coin toss, going back to 2014, the last seven teams that won the coin toss lost the game. Oh, man. So whoever wins or no whoever loses the coin toss is going to end up winning the game. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. So wow. what you do is you wait to bet. The coin lands. If the Chiefs win the coin toss, bet Philadelphia, man. Bet Philadelphia, <laughs> and vice versa. Philadelphia wins the coin toss. Bet the Chiefs. It's on a seven and zero run. The team that wins the coin toss goes down in the Super Bowl. Inside coin toss information from your boy B Lang. I love that. Brandon, before we let you go, uh, the movie Two from the Money was made after you. And I got to ask you, how many times do you watch Two from the Money? Uh, do you like watch it, you know, every year? And how many, you know, how often do people maybe bring up that movie to you? They bring it up a lot, especially when it comes on TV. I get 
my phone blows up. Everybody's movies on music, but I just I'm newly single after 17 years, and uh, I just met a met a hottie, and and we go out a few times, and then she finds out about the movie, and she says we never saw the movie, and she says, oh my god, can we can we watch the movie together? I said, you got it. So. Uh, I've done that a couple times where I've watched the movie with someone, and she's like, pause it, pause it. Did that really happen? Tell me what happened. And then she gets the, the inside scoop about what's going on. It's a little it's a little feather in your cap when you're dating somebody. You can sit down and watch the movie with them, and they're, they're pretty impressed by it. So yeah. I always say this. At the end of the day, all the movie did for me is any girl I meet, I can say, listen, Close your eyes. Here comes Matthew McConaughey. That's how that matters, bro. That's how that matters, bro. Oh, that matters. Have Have you and Matthew McConaughey like sat down and talked to each other about just your life and and how they were able to make this movie? We did that. We did that before the movie. I'll touch base with Matt. I'll I'll bump into him in L.A. If I'm in L.A., I'll text him if he's able. We'll, we'll grab lunch or something. But I, you know, one thing you need to understand about actors is that when they take on a role. They will, they will dive into that role, and they'll become that person for six months or however long it takes to finish the film. Once that's over, they detach from you. They have their next script, and now they're on to their next character. Mm. So they don't really take it forward with them. He'll run into friends of mine that know us both and say, oh, my God, tell him I said hello. But I don't bother him much. You know, I, I leave him alone. He's, you know, he's married. But, but to get him to play me and forever be linked to him, it's it's pretty special. It's pretty cool. If you could have another movie about your life, who would you play or who would you cast to play you? Vince Vaughn. Absolutely. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Absolutely. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. I'll be honest with you. Vince Vaughn or Ben Affleck. Absolutely. Absolutely. Vince Vaughn or Ben Affleck. <laughs> Love it. So that's in, in a new movie of B. Lang, Vince Vaughn or Ben Affleck. Brandon, before we let you go, you got you guys are doing big things for the uh, Believe Podcast Network. Uh, before we let you go, can you just share with us about all the things that you're doing for Super Bowl 57 and any work that you want to plug in? Not really. Just just again, just again, BrandonLane.com. You can get the pick for free with the one day free all access pass. I get ten great handicappers on the site. Um, go to the Believe Podcast Network. There's over 350 shows at former NFL players. Um, it's, it's a great spot, great content, unbelievable content, um, that I think nobody else is getting, especially at Radio Row. And the content that's on there right now is phenomenal. With the the number of professional athletes that Believe has, it really is one of the top podcast podcast networks out there. Absolutely. Brandon Lang joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio, providing gambling expertise for Super Bowl 57 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Brandon, always appreciate you. Thank you once again. Have fun in Phoenix, and uh, who knows, maybe next year we'll be seeing you in Las Vegas, my friend. See me in Las Vegas. Also, if you want, we do a little March Madness. Uh, had a college basketball game last night. You get to bet your children's unborn children's children on. <laughs> Duke had just played North Carolina on Saturday. Their rival, they were trained, close game down the stretch. Then they had to travel down to South Beach and face a Miami team that's really, really good. Miami was minus three. They won by 22. That's what you'll get in March Madness. Wow. Be like. So if you want to talk some college hoops, let me know. I'll be glad to do it. Brandon, you're the best, man. Always appreciate you. T- take care. Thank you, guys. All right, don't go anywhere. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Do you want to go on a lavish vacation? Do you want to possibly win a great car? Do you also want to help out the Tucson Medical Center? Well, you can by entering the TMC Mega Raffle. 
And here to talk about the TMC Mega Raffle is Kathy Rice, Executive Director. Kathy, always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me back. Uh, it's uh, kind of a, a regular thing we get to do uh, every February, and yeah. I'm excited to report we're again having record sellout uh, with these tickets. So it's really, really exciting, and I'm grateful uh, for the incredible support that the raffle gets every single year. TMCMegaRaffle.org is the website where you can get all the information. But the early bird deadline is approaching a little over uh, two weeks away. And what's the benefits of the early bird deadline, Kathy? Well, there's several reasons. Um, We have two incredible prizes um, that if you enter early, uh, you'll be able to be part of. Um, But the sooner that we sell out, the sooner these dollars go back to Tucson Medical Center. So that's really the main reason that we push for you know, early sales. And in this case, uh, Justin, I actually think all the tickets are going to be gone before that deadline, mm. uh, which uh, is what has happened the last couple years. So it's exciting and uh, it's something that we can all be uh, really, really proud of. $13 million net has gone back to Tucson Medical Center since we started this. It's our 11th year and this one I think is absolutely going to be a record breaker. So I'm looking at the 50-50 add-on jackpot, and it's currently set at $873,000 or $873,475,000. What exactly is the add-on jackpot for all this? Well, once you buy a ticket by going to tmcmegaraffle.org, then you can take a chance on the 50-50. Half will go to some lucky winner. Half will go... Uh, right to the bottom line for Tucson Medical Center. I actually think, Justin, this thing is going to break a million dollars this year. Wow. Is that, has that ever happened before? No. Uh-uh. Uh, this will definitely be the highest jackpot we've ever had, and it's uh, it's definitely trending in that direction. Uh, how high can it go? That all really depends. There's no limit to the amount of chances you can take on the 50-50 jackpot. But again, like the saying goes, it only does take one to win. Absolutely. So tickets right now are $100, or you could have a limited three packs for $250. The early bird deadline is set for midnight on Thursday, February 23rd. Uh, But, you know, I'm looking at a lot of these prizes, Kathy, and, you know, we're talking about houses, cars, vacations. So (laughs) it's worth I know it's $100, but, man, it's worth it if you really win. Well, the other thing, too, uh, you know, the odds of winning a prize are an incredible one in 20. Um, you know, that is a major motivator for a lot of folks out there. Uh, there's over 3,000 prizes in all. Uh, but like you mentioned, uh, we've got grand prize number one is a beautiful home. Uh, or you can take the cash option of 650000 uh, grand prize two is a hundred and fifty thousand, and then some of these electric cars that I've been able to uh, get the dealers to commit for this raffle, the Lexus uh, NX Hybrid, plus nineteen thousand in cash. A lot of people don't realize. In addition to the car itself, we're also giving you the cash, and we've got the Ford Mustang Mach E, unbelievable vehicle, major wait list, but we were able to secure these cars for the lucky winners who in a short few weeks we're going to find out who they are. Wow. 
And, you know, the TMC Mega Raffle has been doing it for several years now. Uh, what kind of feedback have you received from the winners, people who've gotten the cars and, and the cool vacations? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's they all there's a lot of when I start calling the winners, uh, there's a lot of screaming. Um, <laughs> there's actually some language uh, because people are in shock. They enter the raffle. It's fun. It's exciting. But nobody really expects to win. And in addition to the fact that clearly they're so excited about their prize, the amount of folks that have stories that tie back to Tucson Medical Center, it really can be quite emotional. Um, but everything from, you know, all of my kids have been born there, but or to, a, you know, a loved one, end-of-life care, um, it's a really special hospital that we are so fortunate to have in our backyard, and I think people in southern arizona they get that um one of the things that a lot of people may not realize about tucson medical center is it's the only locally governed it's not part of some big conglomerate that's based somewhere else it is locally governed that's a major major factor for tucson medical center and i think it's something that shows when you actually are in the hospital you do get you do get the sense it's a special place Kathy, before we let you go, anything else that sure. our listeners absolutely need to know about as you know we approach the deadlines? Absolutely. Um, the key thing is what you just said, approaching the deadline. Don't get hung up on that. Too many times we wait till the last minute. I actually think, much like the last couple years, these tickets are going to be gone possibly within the week. Don't wait. Take a chance. Be part of all the miracles that are happening. And who knows? The next time you get to hear me, I might be calling to tell you that you were the winner. And unlike here on the radio, you can actually use very colorful language to express how you really feel. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's, and I believe me, I've heard it all. But I'm so grateful for the opportunity to chat with all of your listeners. Uh, Thank you. We get to do it once a year, and I really do appreciate the time that you guys give me. But So good luck to everybody out there. Uh, but go to tmcmegaraffle.org today. Kathy, always appreciate you plugging in TMC Mega Raffle. Thank you once again. Oh, no, more, uh, not more importantly, uh, just a little, little side note here. Who do you got in the okay. Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs or the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, Kansas. Kansas City. Let's go, baby. Kathy Rice <laughs> from the TMC Mega Raffle joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio. Kathy, thank you once again. Have a great weekend. Okie dokie. Appreciate your help. TMC Mega Raffle. Again, the early bird deadline. That deadline is Thursday, February 23rd. Drawing for that is on Wednesday, March 1st. But again, don't let that deadline say like, oh, I got plenty of time. No, you got to get on it. It's first come, first serve, and they sell out. So get to it, tmcmegaraffle.org. Tickets are just $100, and who knows? You might be driving a brand new car next year or this year or having a new house or a great vacation or getting a TV, whatever. They have amazing prizes. Check it out, tmcmegaraffle.org. All right, if you want to call into the show, 719-1490 is our phone number, 719-1490. We're taking phone calls coming up right after this. You're listening to Spears and Ali on ESPN Radio, 1490 AM and the Spears and Ali podcast. Only got a few minutes left here before we go to hour number two. And uh, I just uh, just figured out, hey, we're getting cut off short today. At 5 o'clock, we got coverage of Phoenix Suns taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Devin Booker... 
Let's see if he's back from his injury tonight. Uh, he's been out the last several weeks battling that, that groin injury. But I'm not expecting a whole lot of stars to be playing in this game. Obviously, Kyrie Irving was traded from the Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. That trade was finalized yesterday. And then fast forward to today, and Kyrie Irving had his first practice with the Dallas Mavericks. It's just weird seeing Kyrie wearing a, a Dallas Mavericks shirt. But Kyrie officially a member of the Dallas Mavericks. And Kevin Durant was apparently spotted walking out of the arena. Didn't uh, talk to media, just kind of kept his face down. I was like, I'm out of here. So what's going on with Kevin Durant? I mean, we've seen reports from Chris Haynes from Yahoo. Other sources, they've discussed Kevin Durant. Trey talks, maybe the Phoenix Suns get involved. Suns and Nets are playing tonight. I'm wondering what these conversations are going to be like. And speaking of the Phoenix Suns, uh, Matt Ishbia, the new owner, his deal to buy the Phoenix Suns has been finalized. So Matt Ishbia is now the new owner of the Phoenix Suns. He takes over majority stock, or majority stake, I should say, of the Suns. And the deal is estimated at $4 billion. That is the biggest purchase in NBA history. So Matt Ishbia... Um, former Michigan State walk-on, played against Arizona for like one minute in the 2001 NCAA tournament, uh, has been a very successful businessman and is now uh, taking over uh, for the Phoenix Suns. But uh, that's not what I want to talk about to end hour number one here. I wanted to uh, address this because we didn't uh, get to it yesterday and it kind of slipped through the cracks. But Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, we all know that he retired. And what's next for him? Uh, obviously he doesn't have a wife. Maybe he's just going to be, I'm going to be the single dad. I'm going to have them coming over and I'm going to be that dad on the weekends that gives the kids whatever they want. And it's going to be great. Uh, Tom Brady went on Colin Cowherd's show, uh, the herd. And he said on his retirement that he's going to take some time to really learn, be great at what I really want to do and become great at thinking about the opportunity and making sure I don't rush into anything. I think when people really bet on me, one thing about my career, whether it's when I was drafted by the, with the Patriots or signing in free agency with the Bucks, I want to be fully committed and I never wanted to let people down. I think my biggest motivator was that. And then he also added, for me, I know in my heart how I feel I put it out on the field for 23 years, and I'm super proud of what's been accomplished. I just wanted to keep last week really short and sweet. I feel like I've given a lot. I've gained a lot. I've learned a lot, and life is about exciting things ahead, too. I've loved my time in football. It's absolutely an incredible love in my life. It's hard to make decisions like that, but it's certainly the right time. And so what's next for Tom Brady? Um, and by the way, his uh, his sand the, where he recorded his video announcing his retirement, people are selling his sand for money on eBay. People went to the spot that he recorded his video to announce his retirement in front of the hotel, motel, or Holiday Inn at whatever in Florida. They took the sand, and now they're selling it on eBay. But Tom Brady, what's next for him? I think he's going to take a little bit of time off. And then for the uh, 2024 season, he's going to be joining Fox as an analyst. And Fox, they're looking for that face that they can, I guess, build around or at least pump up because Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. When you have him on your network as an analyst, that's big time, especially when you have Joe Buck 
and Troy Aikman and those guys going over and taking the Monday Night Football job at ESPN. Fox is hungry for that next big face. I mean, CBS, they have Jim Nance, they have Tony Romo. If Fox can get a guy like Tom Brady, game over. And you know what? Tom Brady's probably going to make more money as a broadcaster in the second half of his career than as a quarterback because he's just he's that good. And I hope he doesn't fall into the Tony Romo category uh, because Tony Romo had such a promising start as a broadcaster. I mean, he would predict plays. He would see the different defensive formations, provide his thoughts and analysis from the many years of playing quarterback. And then it went from Tony Romo being the greatest analyst ever to, ah, I don't know, Jim. I don't know. Like the, the, some of the, the things that he said, it was just, it seemed like he wasn't applying his full effort. And apparently, according to some stories, they, like CBS had to kind of have like a intervention with Tony Romo. So let's see if he's a better broadcaster in this upcoming season. All right, that'll do it for hour number one. Hour number two of Spears and Ali coming up next. Stay tuned.